Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast, the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And we're back. Man, Walking Dead. I'm, man, you know I'm the huge Walking Dead guy. And so this is like, I'm pretty pumped that I'm getting to talk about this again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back. The season six mid-season premiere. Uh, this was the ninth episode, I guess number 609 to some people. Uh, titled No Way Out. Um, get the details out of the way. Nicotero directed, uh, no surprise there, as Absolutely. well as the writer was Seth Hoffman. Um, I hate to say his major credits are The Walking Dead, or if you want to call it a major credit, Ghost Rider, the original. Anything Nick Cage tied to his, I'd, I'd erase from a resume. Yes, if anything, he needs to call IMDb and just say, can you remove that from my profile? Yeah. Yeah. What's those services that go and clean up your Google history? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needs LifeLock on that. You know, any Nick yeah, Cage, remove that. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right, man. You know, I'm, I'm the diehard, so I'm going to let you give the first opportunity. What did you think of the episode? Well, I'm not going to disappoint you. This was one of the best episodes that I can remember. Um, you know, I'm not the hugest fanboy on this show, but this was an episode, it's hard to say, but it's like full of endings. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Like they could have cut the episode so many times. So many different conclusions. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not so much endings, but like everything came to a conclusion. Well, it just it tied all the ends up. It, it feels weird because normally when you're really enjoying episode, it feels like it goes by real fast. This one didn't feel that way. I was just amazed that it was still going because so much big stuff kept happening. Big stuff, big stuff. Cool moments that would have been cool cliffhangers leading to the next episode. It didn't have a lot of fluff in between moments. It was just like moment, 10 minutes later, moment, 10 minutes later, major, you know, it, it, was it rolled that way the whole time. Nearly no fluff. Yeah. Well, IMDb had it at 7,000 7, reviews at 9.9 .9 on the star scale rating. So pretty good. I have to tell you though, I really, really, really enjoyed this episode, but I have to tell you that I don't enjoy it as much as most do. And I have a lot of reasons for it. So I'm, 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 Oh, I look forward to hear these nitpicks. I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you, I mean, and I think a lot of people are going to respect my opinion. At least I hope so. Especially if they're comic book readers, not so much that it didn't follow stuff, but there was opportunities to make it that much better. And I hate that we missed a few of those little details because you know, sadly, like you and I talked about a long time ago, I was afraid I was going to go into this episode with too high of expectations because I knew what was coming. Most people knew what was coming. And I was more curious if they were actually going to do it or whether or not they were going to try to do a Kirkman remix or do something of that nature. And they didn't to a point. And I, I look forward to talking about these certain points. And maybe some people will agree with me or they'll be like, Psh, Zach's an idiot, you know, I'm sure that was awesome, you know. And so that's where we go with that, you know, but I started off with a bang. I mean, literally, um, now did you watch the first four minute preview that they put out there and we put on our Facebook page and all that stuff? Did you actually watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. And so I don't even know if it got to the explosion. I can't think that it did. I'm, I'm willing to bet it cut right there at the part where it goes, I'm going to kill both of you. And then it f probably froze right there. You know what I, I mean? So. That's what I'd imagine. Leave that cliffhanger with you, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I will tell you the opening, I was actually quite concerned. I was really like, we're I about to lose a character. Sure. We're about to lose a character right here. I thought Abraham was done. Yeah. I thought he had that blues on and I was like, wow. I mean, wow. I mean, this, this is like, I was getting excited about it. Cause like, this is something you would not expect completely off the radar. You know, you're expecting to walk in and see 
what we see later and not this. And mm-hmm. so, wow, what a major turn of events. And I'm very happy they chose this way. I thought getting into the Deegan thing was too early, in my opinion. I think that, you know, there's so much more that has to happen in Alexandria, you know, per the comic books and everything and so on, before Negan becomes a character. And so I thought this this whole little scenario was too soon. And too soon. And so for the way they handled this was perfect to me. I really enjoyed it. I mean, th- like you're right. I actually felt legitimate tension, you know, based on this guy. And I'll be honest, when when the season last year ended and they had this guy on the motorcycle, I didn't much care for the actor. I don't no. think the writing was too good for him. And I don't think he could pull it off that well. Yeah, he didn't carry a sinister enough persona to have that kind of, you know, the way yeah. he was talking. I don't know if it was his voice or something, you know, that just wasn't. I don't know, menacing to me. Yeah, out of that group of guys on the biker, he looked like the guy who should be at the back holding the pistol or the water for the rest of them. Yeah, he looked like the guy that was the, you know, uh, suburban dad that, you know, rides his motorcycle with a couple buddies every once in a while. Yeah, his Suzuki. Yeah, a nice street glide of some kind. Um, Maybe a scooter. (laughs) Uh, So, And no offense to anybody who drives a Suzuki out there, by the way. You know, I'm just saying this guy... He just didn't have the physical appearance of everybody else in the group to be the leader. Right. It just wasn't menacing yeah. at all. But was able still to pull off the tension and the fear that we were going to lose a character like Abraham or Sasha. Oh, yeah. When he was like, you know, I usually don't kill folks. It's so uncomfortable to do all these things and try to carry somebody and people don't want to act right. And he goes, but I told you to shut up. And so right then I was like, my heart started going. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, yeah. oh, he's about to pull. He's about to pull it on him. He's about to do it right here. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then you know, blam, you know, and bits and pieces of him. And how good was the special effects on them blowing up? Okay, I was really surprised by this. First off, I was just surprised. Yeah, because it happened. Uh, what just happened? Yeah. Um, but I was also impressed with the. Maybe not necessarily the explosion part, you know, the fire part or whatever, because that's tough to do. But man, the motorcycle and the body parts flying were epic. Epic. Yes. And like, and did you notice something else? The detail, them grabbing their ears and the, you know, like you could see the shock wave and all that stuff. Yeah. They have never hardly done it to that level of detail and so on. Very impressed. The only thing I could say, maybe just a hair better. You didn't actually see like the the streak of the RPG going at them or the smoke trail. You know what I mean? Like an R- RPG kind of leaves that to it. It was just like a flash, and all of a sudden they're blown to bits. I think it may have been too short of a distance to see the tracer track. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, or even just hearing that, just hearing that, you know, that classic sound. You know, you know, or something. You oh know, yeah, I agree. You know, something. You're like, what? Boom! It might have been there. I don't know. I, so I watched fast. it twice, and it was more. It was more about the shot of oh my god, they just all blew up. It wasn't about the, yeah. you know. Well, oh, I will nitpick one little thing. Instead of the severed head on fire, which I thought looked kind of chintzy, I would have liked just like seen Abraham and Sasha like kind of walk and make sure all are dead and pick up their guns. I would like to just seen them walking through some gore. And some motorcycles blown apart and stuff. Instead of just focusing on that head that looked kind of weak to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, the head didn't bother me so much. I just I think they were just trying to signify that singular character again. Oh, you know, no. Extra crispy there. Like I said, that's a nitpick. It's just 
I, I like survivor moments. Yes. Where they show collect the guns, collect any supplies that are still, you know, viable after the explosion. Right. Well, not only that, how about just relishing, you know, in the moment? How about, you know, nibble this you know i mean that guy's lying <laughs> classic abraham finishing line you know uh, well, uh, well that's amazed me too that abraham didn't have a one-liner afterwards yeah. you yeah. know which is amazing well i mean he's he said nibble on that you know i mean he had his little you know quib at him you know but yeah not yeah. not his usual you know mother dick or something of that nature yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so then it goes right to rick and company in the town you know, they're holding hands. And like I said, didn't last year, the holding hand business is just like, that's monumental. Because in the comic book, they're holding hands. And I know holding hands, what that means. And as of course, what it shows, you know, coming to later. But, you know, I was stunned. And I think a lot of people were stunned that, you know, I'm sitting there expecting Sam to have the meltdown. And I'm expecting some things to go down. Da, 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 and wah, 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 nothing. They just Instead, stop. They stop. We're walking through the moseys by the trees around here. a bit. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? New plan. Let's talk about this plan. You know, we're talking to each other normally. There's walkers everywhere. Uh, kind of unique. And then, and then this ingenious plan. Gabriel is all of a sudden entrusted with the prized possession of Judith, who is completely quiet under these gut-soaked sheets. Cute, and they expose her to see everything. She goes right back into somebody else's arms, and it's absolutely quiet. You know, I'm not gonna beat that to death, but and they let Gabriel go, and I'm like, and try to send Sam with him. Yeah, too. And I he, knew that. I knew that as soon as Sam was staying with the group, I knew he was dead. Yeah, I did too. I, I knew was that like, was gonna was graft. I mean, yeah. they could have put a little sign and billboard with flashing lights. I'm about to die. I'm about to die. All yeah. over me. I mean, I'm gonna was, have a breakdown. Yes, it was all right there. So then they cut away from it. I'm like, so there was a little part of me like. Are we not going to do this? Am I really going to be that upset watching the rest of this episode? You know, and so they come to the conclusion he's going to go to his church and he's going to wait it out while they go get the walkers rounded up. Okay, I'll go with that plan. The next scene, what do I see? Glenn and Eden locking the church up. I'm like, what? What? Different church. I figured this out later, obviously, because you know. It didn't dawn on me at first until they said, all right, let's start searching everywhere for a gun, this, that, or so on. I was like, wait a minute. If you're in Alexandria, you wouldn't have this situation. So it did come to me later. So I am going to say the dumbass award right here, not picking that up immediately. You know, I don't know. I don't really blame you for this one because the last time we saw Glenn and Enid, they were literally at staring at the walls yeah. from just across the street. And they were, you know, in some kind of brick building you know, with the with the like a fence. So I don't blame you for that. There was no church around. I've never noticed there was anything outside of the walls other than the community itself was in the walls. So it, how would and, I know? And they showed that cool aerial shot of Glenn and Enid working through some some walkers and some bushes and trees. Yeah. And then running into the church. It makes you think you're in the town. But see that's what I'm saying. They would have had to have like backtracked to have that much space of running, first off through walkers to find this big ass church. I agree. It I, fooled me. I think they should have not used the church. Yeah, they could have come up with a different location. Just Something a different else. But you know what? It's one of those classic walking dead things. Let's get a verse on the wall and stare at it for a little bit to come to a conclusion so they have a moment to have a, this conversation of why it's important you are the reason you're alive is your your parents are a part of you just like they're a part of me, the people you love. You know the classic Glenn 
gospel, you know. And I like this conversation. I liked how Glenn explained what he meant. Oh yeah, episode. I think it's great. You know, um, but it's just like what the second or third time we've used a church quote or a Bible verse or different things like that is a motivating force for something in the in the show itself. And it doesn't bother me. I, I, I think it's great. Um, but like you said, we just left a scene where I'm going to my church to lock it, you know, and be safe. And then we see him busting into another church. And maybe, maybe there's other people like me who are like, I didn't realize there were two different ones until later, you know? Yeah. I mean, if there's that big, super nice church right there and Gabriel's got a little shanty church. <laughs> I mean, can you go grab the pews out of that bad boy? I swear, or? nice, plush, <laughs> plush. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you build a little fence around that thing because it's obviously really close. Yeah. Expansion that way for my church, please. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, Screw the crops. So the worst part of the last episode before this one was the whole Denise Wolf Morgan Carol debacle, in my opinion. You know, if you remember listening to our last cast. So the next scene is, of course, Morgan and Carol waking up off the floor. You know, after they've done a body slam, get hit in the head, blah, blah, blah. Denise is gone. What do we do? What do we do? There's walkers everywhere. And there's really no conclusion to this. You know, Carol, I'm going to look around and see if I can find any weapons or surprises or whatever. And that's really no conclusion to this whole little scenario right here. But it does lead into a really cool scene later with Carol and Morgan where she's looking out the window and con- looking at everything. And she has this line of, basically, I should have killed you. Yeah. When I had the chance, I should have done it. And he surprises me with... Yeah, you should have. Do you think this is him realizing that his actions cost someone else their lives? Uh, I'm I'm conflicted on Morgan right now. Me too, I don't man. know I don't know what their plan is for him and I'm confused somewhat on what they're trying to do with him at this point. Um I don't know, he he looks beat down you know what i mean like he look i don't know he he, looks confused yeah i well they've done a good job of showing he's conflicted obviously obviously but i don't know where they're going now like does he abandon his philosophy now would you agree that we have some characters that have kind of really their storylines kind of fizzled or could end tomorrow and it really doesn't mean anything because there's not much left for them to in the you know there is no light at the end of the tunnel for that character I was so excited for the Morgan and Rick reunion that I didn't want them to be at odds in any form or fashion. So yeah, now that, that entire last season, yeah. Yeah, but and since now that they are, you know, and they have two different philosophies and you know kind of don't depend on each other because they're not sure how each one would react and you know Carol and other people in the group or don't believe what Morgan's doing. Well, he's I not trustworthy, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that because I like Morgan as a character so much. I agree. And Lenny James is a phenomenal actor. I, he needs to be more integral into the show. Well, I think he's important to the show, but I would have liked to have seen him more on the Rick side. Yeah. You know, in the comic book, he was not a conflicted man. He was just a man who struggled with uh, the losing of his family. That was it. This right. This whole moral compass and don't kill folks and – you know, the Jedi master he got training from all that, that, that was nothing in the comic book. So this is a, a remix or an addition to the story. So what do you think about Denise and the wolf guy literally being just outside the door and staying there for quite some time? Yeah. Um, I thought that was cause they're wondering where'd they go? Where'd they go? Well, if you just look through that glass door right there, 
you could see them. They're just right there outside the <laughs> Yeah, do, I mean, I thought that was kind of strange. You know, it, I was hoping – it didn't dawn on me like that. You know, what I think is that there was just another stoop of another, you know, house or something. I don't know. But like you said, I mean, Carol was right there to shoot him, you know, later. Does that mean they ran back to him or it was in the same vicinity? I mean, yeah, it just – the proximity of everything that was happening – didn't seem real logical, but it didn't bother me. It didn't dawn. You know, what I knew was happening was is that they were sitting there that whole time, right there in that little sub area by this road with all these walkers going by, having this conversation. Denise looks like she's about to hyperventilate. The wolf is coming to conclusions. And then all of a sudden, you start to realize we're starting to like this character. We're starting to care for this wolf character and so on. And I immediately came up with the conclusion, he ain't going to make this episode. Because there, for multiple reasons, I knew this. Number one, I knew what was coming with the, you know, the Sam thing and so on. And Denise is the only person with the medical expertise. And so the only way old Carl makes it is Denise is still around. So I was like, all right, you got that going against your wolf. You know, so I don't <laughs> see you making it. And so then when she went out there and he was busting folks up and got bit, I was like, yep, there it is. You know, we're toast, you know. And she's like, get him back to the clinic. You know, I'll save you. And. And uh, I was like, yeah, there it goes. Now things are starting to culminate together into the direction that I was expecting and hoping for. Kudos to the writers and to the directors for making you care even just the slightest bit for this wolf character. Yeah, no doubt. Not even, maybe not even just care about him, but care about his shift. Yeah, you, know, well, you him, saw him make change. the turn. Her efforts and other people's conversation and everything has shown that you don't have to be what you became to survive. Right. And then him saving her life a couple times, you know, I, I thought was a, I mean, a pretty good job of directing in yeah, my opinion. I, the wolf guy didn't bother me. If anything, especially when I was walking, talk, watching talking dead later, um, I almost hated that we didn't have more to do with him because well, I think it's slightly redeemed. Like you said, the debacle of last season. Of the whole wolf situation. Yes. Yeah. I was, think that made it just that much better. Just a little bit. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, absolutely. Okay. But you understand what I'm saying about the proximity though, where he says, all right, we're going to run towards this gap. Right. Right. And you see the gap and they start making it through. And then once he gets blocked and turns around, and has to help her. That's when Carol shoots him. No, 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 no. Like there was a gap. They make it all the way there. There was one walker left. Right. And then he knocked that one down, came back, and was defending her another one and got bit. He, she said, get me back to the clinic. I'll save you. They went inside the building. She took his belt off, put it on his arm. You're right. And when they came back outside, they were on the way to the clinic. Okay. And he pushes one out of the way from her and then takes two shots to the chest. That's right. You know? You're right. You're right. And, and I didn't expect that at all. You no. know? I mean, Carol up there, you know, blazing – uh, uh-uh. you know, I didn't expect that at all. Uh, so, wow. And you know, the funny thing is, they mentioned it earlier. Is that we have a gun with two bullets in it? Was that Carol and them talking about they had the gun with two bullets in it? No, because there was somebody was, else um, said we only had a gun with two bullets in it. That was uh, Glenn. That was Glenn in the church. Glenn, Glenn in yep. the church. That's right. But anyway, um, you know, sharpshooter Carol takes the man out. You know, Freezes two shots, center mass from an elevated position, at least thirty-five feet away impressive at night by the way yeah i could make that shot all right 
Here is my one of my big gripes. Okay. I am so tired of Walking Dead in the insta darkness we have on okay. the show. I had forgotten about this. Oh man, I I looked at my wife and I was like, they did it again. It's like these mega tide jumps. As far as I can tell right now, Rick has made it approximately a hundred yards and it has gone from pure daylight to darkness in a hundred yards. I Not like, just pure daylight. What, high noon? I mean, it's wow. bright. I mean, it's bright out bright. there. Not even sunset. <laughs> I mean, we're not even close. No. Got to stop this. Got to no. stop this. You know, here, and I'll tell you what happened. And, and another example of they wanted a really cool shot at a certain time of the day. So we just fast forward the day to get to it. Nicotero even admits it during the Talking Dead and says, Ooh, when I wanted to do this whole shooting the RPG into the lake, I knew it needed to be at night for the fire to have a better effect on screen. So we, we fast-forwarded everything to get to that. Okay, we'll show up part where they hole up somewhere for a minute and then have to go back outside. Right. Add a 10-second clip of them getting into a building going, we're going to hold it here. All right, let's rest for yeah, rest you know, a little bit. Next clear. And then let's move again. Thank you. I mean, Simple. Instead, we went from pure daylight to insta-dark. Yeah, for 100 yards, it took eight hours. Um, and not only that... It shows Gabriel roll up into his church, and it's dark. Yeah. Candles lit. So how long did it take him to get to the church in this tiny town? 24 hours. I mean, wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, come on. I mean, that that's something simple. Uh, it could be an editor thing. Maybe there was some other stuff, and they cut it out to make this episode fit. I get that. But if you're wanting top quality, if you're wanting to be, if you're wanting to be like some of these other shows on AMC, and you're wanting to get these awards and praise and all like that, Things like that are torpedoing it. Oh, that's poor editing. I think sometimes it comes down to the zombie makeup because you want nighttime because it makes it a little easier to hide, you know, <coughs> simpler effects on faces and things like that. Oh, yeah. Because I'll be honest, and that some of them were awesome in this episode. I saw a few zombies I didn't really care for this episode. Well, you know, they did. There must have been a humming. Nicotero said there was like I don't know he I could have swore he said like twelve hundred something it was a lot long but either way it goes you can imagine there was some that were done inexpensively for the effect of the scene okay but, but they I, shouldn't have been in the main frame I'm talking about the ones that were like camera focused on them some of them I wasn't just blown away by it he normally does such a good job that when he skimps at all I notice you know I notice it immediately right. Because some of them are awesome. You saw one that had like a look like a bullhorn shoved through the top of its face. Oh yeah, there was one that had a knife that was through his cheek and come out the other cheek and yeah. then so on. I mean, even the one that walked by Sam that had his guts hanging out. I mean, and it was staring at you and coming at the camera. There was some really cool cinematography that way. So I'll give Nick that, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I know there was a few, and like I said, lighting can make a difference. Can hide a lot it's of that. Got to be easier, you know. So, this is when we get to the monumental moment of the episode. They're holding hands, and then you see Sam have you have his breakdown. Now, I I absolutely loved his breakdown of the the scenes of showing the zombies kind of like biting at the screen and with <laughs> Carol's and, uh, and, you talking. know, and you can see it's like the culmination of the horror of what Carol told him and so on. I hated that it it took the eight hours of daylight and nighttime to get to this point before he decided to go, you know, now I'm going to break down. You know, I like uh, them showing the little kid Walker walking the, away. 
walking away. Yes, yeah. I'm happy to not show it turn around like that. I really, really thought that was cool. Yeah, it was that really was cool. an extra little effect. That was, was his, awesome. That was his tipping point where right. he just gave up. Right. And so all that stuff happened. He starts freaking out. And then all of a sudden the walkers get him, you know, and bite into him and the whole nine yards. And and I know that there's millions of people who are just like, no, you know, just freaking out. And I was over there just like, yes. You yeah, know? <laughs> that's horrible to say. Okay, let me ask this because I wasn't positive yet. Was did they just go silent like you know when a grenade goes off next to you and everything's like oh like that yeah like, or was everybody purposely not screaming out including his mom Jesse see that's something I had a problem with too not so much had a problem I didn't know like it looked like she was having that blood curdling scream but you didn't hear it but you, you hear it later like it comes yeah. out of that trance right I thought it was literally her trying to not make a sound but look devastated it was a cool effect the way it went i liked it yeah I, I think it was fine i just couldn't tell which way they were doing it i think they were just messing with the you know i think it was her screaming without trying to make sound because she knows what the situation was just like rick was looking and going you know <gasps> yeah i mean you see rick and carl and michonne they're not making a sound yeah they know you can see it on their eyes that they're upset devastated, yeah but they're not they're not making any stupid, you know, sounds. Yeah. It's just, whoa, it was tough. Now, and then all of a sudden, man, my girl Jessie, she gets taken. Well, she finally screams out. All right. Now, this is the part that was monumental in the episode, but this is one of the reasons it was disappointing to me. Now, I will tell you, anybody who has read the comic books, and I, I'm not just saying this because of the comic books, the reason is, is you had, this is the one time I can say the source material was perfect. And that's the reason they followed the source material to a degree on this show. Because it's just a monumental scene. I mean, really. I mean, wow. But in the comic book, let me explain my point. There's a scene where they're, this all happens as they come out of the house. Sam doesn't make it 10 or 15 feet past the steps of the house before he has his breakdown in the comic book. Okay? Much more plausible than what happened in the show. But I was okay with what the show, you know, way too dark, he starts freaking out, da, 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 I give that. But the way they drew the comic book was like, you see Sam getting engulfed and you're like, the only thing left is his face and then it just disappears. You know what I'm saying? And you, and then you see the woman, Jesse, she starts getting taken and all you see her hand out there and Rick's holding her hand and you see her getting and you can just see the anguish in the face and she slowly gets engulfed you know it's like somebody going through quicksand what's the last thing that you see right. is the face come through the sand and then it's like she's gone you know in this one it's like the walker stepped in front of the camera and she disappears and i was like what i mean what this i was like no 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 no. i rewound it and i was like no 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 we, we, where's her anguish where's her doesn't show her get Where, chewed up yeah. you know they didn't do any of that. It they showed just, Sam getting it pretty nasty. Yeah. Well, even Nick Taro talked about how they made these f plastic dentures that were soft and ran a bloodline across the cheek to the denture. So when you bite down, the dentures break and all the blood comes out. And that was the effect they did. I mean, was it not gruesome? Oh, Blood great. going down his face. And, everything, they're bitten into. and then you get Jesse. Ah! Zombie's gone. She's gone. I was like, wow. Well, yeah, they focused on They focused on chopping Rick, the arm off. Well, Rick having the little flashbacks of Jesse. 
Yeah. And you see in the anguish in his face. Hey, I will say, I like the arm chopping because she's because well, yeah. she's gripping Carl. Right. Well, that's 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 the next key element of the exact same in the comic book. Is she he had to go ahead and cut her hand off, and so on. And I mean, wow, just absolutely wow. Do you like it better that it, he had to cut off her hand from holding him, or because she had to cut it off because she was holding Carl? I liked it. Yeah, I like the way it was. It's, I like it was too. I think, yeah, I think it, it was better. It was good. It was a good little switch, and it was co- cool special effect. You know, it wasn't a single chop that went I was right through say, it. It was my a favorite good thing. three chops. It was it took authentic. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. You know, it looked real, and so on. I just hated they did not show Jesse. I'm not. I'm not sitting there going, "Oh God!" I, you know, I'm just excited to watch a woman get chewed to bits. But you're going to show Sam, the child, get his face bitten into and bleed everywhere. But you're going to show a zombie walking from the camera and she disappears like you know, fart in the wind. You know, that bothered me. I mean, like. Yes, Rick was. You saw all those flashes of who he, you know, he loved, da 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 da, and all that. And I thought that was great. It really pulled at the, you know, emotional heartstrings, you know. But it would also pull at your heartstrings if you're seeing her get chewed to bits. I mean, look, we can think about a lot of characters that have been chewed to bits that we all had, we all Most loved. Most of them. Most yeah, they <laughs> usually don't fray from that. Yeah, um, I think of poor Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so that that that, and then of course, you know. Here's the remix. Ron pulls the gun up. You know, how convenient it is the gun falls on the ground. Ron picks it up. You know, a little convenient, but I was okay with it. And then, he, you know, he's about to shoot. And, of course, Michonne, you know, the old governor style. <laughs> governor style. <laughs> right to the chest, you know, and pow. You know, gun goes off. And Rick's like, whew, it's all good. And then here's my second gripe. So, we get... The visual of Carl and his gruesome eye wound, right? Okay. Well, the angle you look at Carl is straight on, mm-hmm. you know, but his face is turned to the side a little bit so that the wound is the center. You know what I'm saying? Probably the mo- one of the most famous drawings, and it's all over Facebook, it's on our Twitter account and everything like that, is the scene where Carl reveals that his eye is gone in the comic book. And you see, you're actually facing him eye to eye but one's missing and even there's a hole through the hat and the whole nine yard i mean like there's the angles different right and it creates such a more dramatic oh my god half his face is gone you know what i right. mean this one it was like we're 15 feet away there's a big red black globble thing where his eye was dad and falls okay it didn't have the effect it didn't have that Oh my God! Half his face is gone. It just looks like okay, something shot and grazed his face, and you know, in his eye. I think it was a monumental miss that we didn't have that angle. Give me a, give me the digital effect that there's a a cutout right there where his eye socket is, and it's gone. You know what I mean? Give, give me that. Give me what the comic book gave us. You know, on both these death scenes to make it that much more dramatic. Like, oh my God, look at his face. It really is just a crater missing off the side of it. Instead, we got this, you know, it's cool, a little prosthetic, you know, so on, but, and it was so far away, you know, get, get me up close where you can see it. I mean, I'm not trying to be like, I'm, I'm bloodlusting, but give me the detail. We got Nicotero directing this. This is another opportunity for him to really shine, you know, and it just seemed like it's dark, it's far away. Uh, I just wanted more out of it. Gosh, I, I, I I'm passionate. I'm not bashing it. I'm just saying it could have been done just a little bit better that it could have been even more over the top. Okay. 
here's my two cents on it. The way they did the prosthetic on his eye and the damage, it looks like he was shot directly through his eye, head on. It did. Like it would have brained him. Yeah. Right? Like he's dead. Like he should be dead. Exactly. Because he was shot through the eye into his brain. I agree with you. I would have liked to have seen a better angle to make it look more... Yes, it would look horrible because it would tear flesh and stuff like that, but it would also look more survivable. Amen. Okay. Now, I do also think that Nicotero's hands were tied a little bit on this because this is such... Because me and you have talked about this off mic, whether or not they were going to do Carl getting shot in the face because it's such a permanent... Disfiguring, yeah. You know... Of a main character, if not the main character, other than Rick, it's such a permanent detail that forever now is going to have to be there. Exactly. I mean, like the comic book, they cut Rick's hand off. They didn't go there. But this Kirkman said, very the permanent. biggest mistake he ever made was cutting Rick's hand off in the comic, right? right. They don't want to make that mistake. But the Carl thing was such a big moment in the comic, they wanted it in there. And I'm glad they put it in there. I think they had to make it a small enough looking injury to where an eye patch would legitimately cover it. Like you're saying with the skull and the orbital showing, you know, blasted off flesh gone. That seems beyond the skills of our little neighborhood doctor. Maybe so. I think like I'm saying, I think Nicotero would have loved to blow half his face off. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is, is that they showed the pro like I keep referring to Talking Dead. You know, they showed like a, the prosthetic they did to make it look, and it looked just like what the comic book did. The way it was sculpted out, I really just feel like if they had just turned his head a little bit more to show where the bullet actually went through, instead of like you said, from our point of view, look like he got brained, it would have made the same effect, and we could have still had that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And. That's I'm just saying it would have been more dramatic. Just like it would have been more dramatic if you see Jesse screaming for her last breath and just like you a good example. You see when when Glenn fell at the dumpster. Do you remember his face, his anguish, they're yeah. seeing blood like that? Yeah, yeah. That was the most disturbing part of that whole scene is watching a beloved character go down. Even though it wasn't actually him. Seeing Jesse and just having the zombies right in front of her and she disappears. It's, it just doesn't carry the same weight. It was more about Rick's mental thing than it was about her. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to hate on this scene too much because in Walking Dead standards, this was a hell of a scene. It was. And yeah, I can a trio only, of death. Yeah, surrounded. I can only compare it against other Walking Dead stuff. And this, in comparison, knocked it out of the park. Right. Even the Carl part where he says, Dad... You know, and then falls. It hit the it hit the mark. Yeah, I mean, it was really well done. The only other episode I can think of, we had multiple carriers go in a single season. I mean, a single episode was, of course, when you know, uh, T Dog and um, oh God, like Axel and all them went, didn't it? Uh, no, no, it was T Dog and uh, his wife. What's her name? God, her name's Lori. All died in the same episode. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and that that was like, holy crap, you know, and you saw the detail. Guess what? T-Dog, you get to watch his throat get eaten out, and then you see Lori, you don't see her die. You don't see Lori get eaten. No. You see Lori have her belly cut open. Yes. Um, yes, we do. 
And then, of course, you Carl shoots her, and then one zombie <laughs> eats her. Which and then I'm pretty sure crap. Carl shoots her through the same eyeball that he just got shot and killed her. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. But overall, wow. Wow. Yes, yes, I was wow. extremely happy. And like I say, I mean, to pack... We're, we're only halfway through the episode, by the way. You know, to pack all that stuff in, into one episode, so far, is amazing. Right. So, Rick picks up Carl. Michonne is doing one awesome slice and dice, making a making a making a path all the way over to Denise into the house. This is Michonne pulling her like her mom's side. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I love this. It was awesome. It looked so real. I mean, it was very impressive. You know, well choreographed. I, I mean, loved it. I- I'm, you're married with kids and stuff, so I'm sure you've seen it before. But like, one of your kids starts to choke, and you see like your wife turn into mom mode. Oh yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Because my wife, she'll snatch up the kids so fast, start beating the back and whatever, flip her upside down and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, yeah. I freeze up almost because she's gone so fast. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. Like yeah, Michonne just was, snapped. Yeah, she went into action mode and took care yeah. of business. Yeah, no questions. Yeah. like it's like all the, the the dead weight, you know, literally was gone. Yeah. And it was just the three badasses, you know. Yeah, it was that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it, I love it. It was it was epic right there. Um so now we got Glenn, um what is it, Eden? Yeah, Eden. And they're Enid. they're on their route over to Maggie. Right. And uh of course, their thing's rocking. Glenn starts making, you know, sounds. Come, come you know, get him to lure away. You know, great stuff. Um, my man is dropping folks right and left. You know, point blank. You know, impressive. You they know, have it, had the unlimited ammo cheat code. Yeah, we definitely went above the 16-round <laughs> limit, you know, of most American handguns. But we're, I'm not beating that to death. But, you know, when I was watching that, I never had an inkling that there was any chance of him dying during the scene. I just thought, like, okay, he's over there distracting, and it's going to be more about Eden and Maggie getting away. And then it ends up being like, okay, wait a minute. Glenn's kind of getting surrounded. He's I to thought back Glenn to the wall. was toast. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. I was like, they've already fooled us with the whole Sasha and Abe earlier. I was like, oh, crap, we are going to lose a main character. Yeah. No. You know. <laughs> and then when he cowers down, I was like, uh, and then, I mean, just, you know, machine gun fire like crazy. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, here are the boys. They've, they've yeah. arrived, you know. Yeah, and I love uh, Abraham's smile and his oh, laugh. Yeah. I mean, target practice. Okay, why was Maggie not on that strip of metal that Enid was crawling across? This is a great question. I'm happy <laughs> you brought this up because my girl Enid makes it across there. Hey, come with me. Oh, huh? you know, like. Just okay. a nice, secure, flat piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did anybody else not pick that up a little bit? You know, like obviously she climbed that, got on that piece of metal, and all was gravy. She didn't even climb a ladder. No, she was doing some American Ninja Warrior. Oh yeah, you know, the only between thing the was a few pull ups. You know what I mean? Between yeah. each set. Oh, you know? she could have knocked a couple out. Just yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, Maggie, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, bit my best time. Yeah, I swear. That's water. And, uh, yeah. It's CrossFit games in here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of strange. I think it was another situation of, hey, 
the scene we're going for, how do we get there? Okay, this works, you know, which is very stereotypical Walking Dead. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that Abraham and Sasha could even see over the top of the fence with, you know, perfect rifle height, even with the truck parked over there, I don't think they were tall enough to do that. Yeah. You know, but I don't care because it made the scene awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's crazy is, is that Glenn cowers down and obviously these walkers are within a foot, two feet away and they get sharpshooted and Glenn doesn't have a scratch. Okay. Were they behind Glenn or at a different angle of Glenn? If they were anywhere facing Glenn, he's toast. Glenn is dead as hell. Oh yeah. He took 30 rounds. You know. Yeah, I mean, they might as well chopped him in half <laughs> with a spray. It was the last Mohicans, uh, Mercy. We're just going to kill you while we kill the rest of them. Yeah. You know? yeah sorry, Glenn. Yeah. I hate <laughs> Love you and all. Uh, yeah. Ray Bullet. Sorry, Maggie. Now, if they were above him and behind him and they were literally shooting down in front of him. Very plausible. Fine. Very plausible. I'd I'll be okay that. with that. You know, yeah. that's basically shooting down the top of their heads. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but. I'm with- the scene is not framed where you could tell. It doesn't, no, because when they show the scene of Abraham, it looks like he's leaning and shooting to the left, like he's shooting at Glenn from the side a little bit. And I won't say that it's just a little bit convenient that they park right there where Maggie and Glenn and all and Enid were there, all that fence, and that's where they decide to park it and stand up there and start shooting. Yeah, you, know. you know, Walking Dead has never been, you know, done anything about convenient situations. Shame yeah. on you for accusing them. Just of a little hammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that I mean, but hey, but you did have that moment of we're about to lose Glenn. I thought so they sure, did. Glenn. They did that well. Yeah, that's three straight scares of character. Oh, the main dead. character. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So they come up. So Rick, my man. Is struggling with the moment. Decides to stroll on out outside to take out some of his aggression. Okay, well, he, they run to the clinic. And this is a cool scene, but I didn't quite understand. The people are inside there in the clinic with Denise. They see Rick carrying Carl running across, what do you think, 60 yards away? Every bit of it. And they're like, whoa, is he bit? And she says, no, he's not bit. Get me gauze and blah, 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 blah. I'm like... She takes command for the first time. Yeah, but how the hell did she know that he was shot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess if somebody's being carried like that, they're incapacitated for whatever reason was. Yeah, yeah, well. I think it was more about the moment of, I'm no longer scared. It's time for me to put my big girl panties on and roll with this. And this was her moment. And that's the reason they showed that. Yeah, but I wish they wouldn't have even had the comment of, is he bit? No. Yeah, I know it was Get a little. It was a little this. early. It was a little premature on yeah. that. You know, I, I, I think I think you're actually right. I mean, why is that even a factor? Oh God, they're coming our way. Looks like right. one's hurt. That's all needs really need to be said. Not, Absolutely. Oh, see, bit we need to be concerned or you know, not, <laughs> yeah. No, I just I, I like the fact of her taking charge and feeling more confident, but I don't like the fact that she could sense a non-bite from 60 yards off in the yeah, dark yeah 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 I, that was kind of mm. so my boy and rick goes outside with his machete or no sorry his hatchet not machete you were talking about the cinematography and the director on this this was a super cool shot all right and you hear michonne screaming rick in the background yeah now 
the part I liked, I think we were talking about the same thing, is Rick goes out there and he's doing a lot by himself. And then slowly characters go, this is our time to go out there when he needs help. And Michonne goes out there to help. And then Aaron and them go out to help and so on. And then we get the line from the only Eugene. My man talks about, oh, God, I wish I had wrote the line down. He's like, you know, it's time to punch out. I need to go out there. This is where the stories get made. What was his line? Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, People will be talking about this story. I want to be a part of it. Or, you know, it's a a (laughs) – Well, he said this is what – they'll be telling stories about this. And then he said something like, even I can't clock out. Yes, that's it. Or we all got to clock in on this one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something that – it was a really cool line. It was well done. And after he's been berated by um, – God, what's her name? Uh, Tara? No, not Tara. The other one. Oh, Rosita? Rosita. A couple times the episode that you're not going to fight. Yeah. You, you might as well stay here. Yeah. You know. Hide in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I like to see him – once again, man up and go out there and fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were some great inspirational lines. You know, I loved – I even like Gabriel grabbing the machete, you know, and he goes, we're going to make it now because the Lord is, you know – Giving us the courage to yeah, save he's ourselves. Yeah, us the courage to save ourselves. And I was yeah. like, heck, yeah. See, I'm going to start liking Gabriel again. That's the thing. It's like I felt like Gabriel got redeemed in this episode. Yes. You know, big time. Uh, I really look forward to that. It's sad that I'm looking more forward to Gabriel now than I am – Morgan. Yes. Yeah, they've definitely switched. They flip-flop, you yeah. know, on that. So, the entire posse gets a little group back-to-back, you know, and going at it and making melee. And at no time did I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. I was actually like, no, it looked kind of pretty good. They've done a good job now of showing the, like, forearm shivers and the, like, drop your shoulder and knocking them out of the way. It's like, okay, I can't get a clean hit or one's getting close. Just knock the hell out of them. Right. They're, they're not quick enough to just snatch you and bite you. Well, sometimes they are when they're ninjas. <laughs> but, you know, but when they're in a crowd like that, I like seeing the fact that they're using their physicality and they're shoving them around until they do get a clean kill. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And so on. And the part I like, and I think the part you were talking about earlier is, is that it shows this all, it shows this like really cool cinematography deal where you see the character like, like they're flinging their weapon at you as the viewer. Oh, yeah. And it goes yeah. really quick about each one of them. Yeah. You know, and it kind of has the ending shot with Rick like taking the hatchet right at, you know, like that. Wow. That was cool. I thought that was really, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of. And then they showed the right before they showed all these zombies walking up and their faces getting knocked off, their head knocked <laughs> yeah. off. This, that, I was like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah, and yeah. then they showed them, and I was like, that somebody took the time and the effort to put that, all that together in that compilation, that really cool music, and it was just that was actually my favorite part of the entire episode. I really enjoyed how they've just how they filmed it, how they were they'd show people like looking through the window. And see Rick and crew out there fighting. And then they just like get their courage about themselves. And then they run out there. Then the next group would do it. Then the next group. You know, you saw everyone. You know, you saw Aaron. You saw Aaron's boyfriend finally. You haven't seen him in forever. In forever, yeah. Then Morgan and Carol and everybody. Oh, God. Who's Morgan even? sees the wolf. Yeah, and finishes him off. You and know? says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then finishes him finally. Right. 
even the even the Alexandrian guy, he was out there. I can't remember his name. Ever saved his life? You know, he had the conversation with Rick about construction. The play, I think I almost fell on him. He was part yeah, of the original yeah. group. He was kind of a coward at the beginning. Big old guy. He, he was, was in there coming out there. He was it. in there with Gabriel. Yeah. When Gabriel, took yeah, he off. wasn't talking to him. Like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, we have the courage, and he rolls on out there. Yeah. It was a good culmination of all the characters coming together, and then it leads to the whole. Daryl decides to unleash the fuel into the lake um, and then gets on to the top of it and shoots another RPG into the water. Uh, don't know why you didn't just throw a lighter into the water, but I mean, hey, different strokes, different folks. Um, now, did you like the special effects of this scene? I didn't love the lake fire. I didn't love it either. And Nicotero even confirmed later, like I said, you know, he wanted this scene. He wanted to be at night. It would have a better effect and so on. Um, I, I get that. I don't, it just didn't seem like the, the most plausible way to end the zombies. Did it, does that make sense? Okay. And this was not in the comic book either. This was something new. It's a remix. What I didn't much care for was the fact that these walkers were looking at live meat and some of them were turning from that live meat to go to the fire like they're moths or something yeah like light is more powerful than the smell of fresh you know which you've not seen in any other episode that they would go to anything when they're that close to a person we call this an inconsistency yes right comparison to the former episodes yeah i'm with you on that the ones that are in the rest of alexandria not near them Absolutely. Have them go right to the distraction. Yeah. But the ones that are surrounding them and they're like making their way towards them, don't have them turn around and go to the fire. Yeah, it was a miss on that. I mean, maybe for a second of the explosion because of the loud boom or whatever, you know. But really, yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, I will say it was kind of cool to watch the walkers walk, roll up into the water and start burning and stuff like that. Uh, I thought that was cool. But would that really kill them? No, we've seen time and time again that fire does not fully kill them. Well, if they keep going into the water, do they quench out their own fire? I don't know. My wife was looking at me going like, well, aren't they going to, basically they're getting on fire, but they're curing themselves by walking into the water? Well, I think what they showed was a cool thing was that a lot of the walkers were turning around. And then you saw Rick and company stabbing them in the back of their heads and stuff. Yeah. So they were able to make a wave, you know right, what I mean? Right. And so on. Um, yeah, I the fire lake was kind of cool i get that the whole shooting the rpg into it you know, maybe a little overkill i was okay with that you know there, yeah. was some, there was some gossip on facebook and stuff like that that it was just a little too much uh, i get that um they may have shot their wad with the rpg in the opening scene yeah i mean like it was kind of redundant and not necessarily necessary um, yeah so yeah i could see where people could have it it was almost like there was too much, you know, in some in some retrospects. You know, like I said, we almost had main characters die two or three times, you know, and it felt compelling. All Most of the time, we, we might not get that for three or four episodes in a season. Oh, yeah. if a main character like, oh, we're about to lose character. No, 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 no. And, and this time we had it three times, you know. Um, so it kind of really worries me about the next couple episodes of like, how are we going to maintain this, uh, this full head of steam they've got? How would you like to be on the cleanup crew? Oh, my God. The amount of bodies. That's what's in my notes right here. I was like, did you notice the amount of bodies on the floor? On body the count. Super high. Oh. Ultra high body count. 
how about the smell in the area? Could you? I mean, there's only a thousand bodies of rotting flesh on the ground everywhere around you, not as well mention, as the barbecue that we're partying in front you of just pretty much all night. Burned a bunch of hair and flesh, mm-hmm. which smells horrible. They don't have to worry about eating for the next few days. That's all I got to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I hope that wasn't your water source because <laughs> uh, that's yeah. its runt. Uh, (laughs) way to go (laughs) daryl it looked cool though daryl you're banished (laughs) exactly but um yeah you know and then we had this really long not long but this little with this monologue from rick to carl you know um and this is this is a cool kind of turnaround i wasn't a real big fan of how he delivered some parts of it i feel like he rushed where he could have done some pauses between some of the statements he had because he was like I'm reading a line, one second pause, reading a line, one second pause, reading a line, one second pause. I watched it twice, and I felt like I could have had some moments of, all right, let me f- freeze and kind of gather my words and, you know, more a little more. Mo-. He he just went through this monologue quick, you know. Um, but, you know, he was talking about, I want to, you know, there's a future, I want to show it to you and all that. And then he, he really kind of wrapped it up really cool is that basically with the culmination of, now that you can see what we can do together, we are the things to be feared, not the not the walkers. Well, just he's telling Carl, you were right. You know, these people can do it. You know what I mean? There's no reason this can be home. You know, just even those people got complacent behind the walls. When you know the shit hits the fan, these people are willing to come out and are brave enough to come out and help. Right, yeah. You know, at least now they are. They didn't used to be. No, no, they've always, you know, we've always had kind of a folding attitude. I'm not really sure if we're going to do it or, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good little culmination. I, I thought it was cool. Way to wrap it up. And, and a call back to Deanna. You know, the stuff Deanna had planned is possible. Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to start working towards that stuff. Right, you know, it's they're creating their future instead of just surviving. And I think that was pretty cool. So I think you're right. The next couple episodes could be a bit slow. Slightly, yes. I mean, all next episode could literally be just dragging bodies onto wheelbarrows. Because it could take all 48 minutes to, <laughs> to do that. Yeah, there's well, no doubt. I'll be pissed off if they start and it's daytime and they have all the bodies cleared before nighttime. Yes. Because if walking 100 yards takes eight hours, then clearing all those bodies better take seven, eight weeks. Now, here's something, no question. <laughs> I want to know how many people are actually left in Alexandria. All right, well, we know we saw in the clinic there was about five people. There was like three or four that came out of that family house. And you had Aaron. In the church, and you had... It can't be more than 20. I think it's around 20. Can't be more. If all of a sudden we see all these these new faces we've never seen before, yeah, they were hiding in the house during the entire thing. Now the wolf attack killed way too many. I mean, come on, we've got you know there is no more you know Betty Sue Crocker. I mean, they're all no no no. You know, I mean even even the girl who was guarding the ammunition came out there with a machete. You, you yeah. I mean, she came out there slapping and you know yeah. so there can't be. I mean, twenty five tops. I mean, there cannot be more than that that are actually still on the walls of Alexandria. Right. I mean, yeah, it's somewhere in there. Yeah. 20 20 or so. So it's going to be interesting. Now, 
the previews, you know, sadly only showed the last remaining son of Deanne and it looks like he's going to be a new problem or he's having problems or issues or something. And so that's one of the only things they really kind of give you. And the preview after Talking Dead was a complete, what the? I didn't watch it. All it showed was Rick and Daryl running down the street, literally running down the street and then stops. Preview over. Thanks. I was like, yeah, they were following some tire marks or something like that. But then all of a sudden it was like, I kind of felt like the only thing that was missing was their numbers on their chest and somebody holding water as they ran by. I mean, it was just literally just them running. Uh, hmm. So I don't, I don't know what that is. It looks like they're tracking something is all I can figure. So, well, we'll maybe see. stupido Deanna's son got kidnapped by Negan's crew. I don't know. The tracks on the ground were like two wheels, so maybe for all we know, he took the tanker and they were trying to track where it was going or something. You know, there's something weird. Who knows? We'll see. I'm not even going to try to speculate. It was bleh, Yeah, absolutely. You know. But, like at the end, overall, the episode, I loved it. I wouldn't say it's my ultimate favorite just because I'm just a little disappointed that they could have done some things a little differently. Um, but, man, it ranks up there. It's way up there. It's a really, really good one. It's definitely one of the better ones we've had in a long, long time. Um, if you think about the high percentage of people that watch the show and never read the comics – they got a lot out of this episode. I'm willing to bet there's a large majority out there that say that's one of the best they've ever seen. I mean, I'm I'm one of those. I'll right. say it's you one know, of the best not if you're a non-comic book person, you know, or you're just not hypercritical as some people say I am or whatever, that could be the best episode you've ever seen. And I I won't argue with that. I mean, I really think it's a it's a top fiver. It was just that dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. He did such a good job with some of the cinematography. So many times my heart was like, oh, God, we're trying to lose somebody. And they did a good job of making me feel that way multiple times in one episode. Disturbing death of main characters. I mean, wow. And then just the cinematography, the melees and the culmination of the group. And uh, it was just uh, – and I always enjoy it when it's like, you know, getting the band back together. You know, the entire group's back together. Absolutely. Which only means that in the next couple of episodes, we'll divvy them back out again for you know for the next few episodes. Well, that's what's going to be tough because when you have all... They usually don't allow all the badasses to be together not doing anything. I mean, after what Daryl, Abraham, and Sasha have seen, they know that there's another group out there. You know, that's dangerous. Yeah. So once Rick finds out about that, you know, it's like, what's... What's the plan? You right. know what I mean? So what's your predictions for the future of the show? Seven episodes left. Um, I think we're going to get a couple slow ones. I, don't I think, think we're going to get several of them, actually. Um, I don't think we could go too slow for too long. I think we'll get like one or two, and then we'll have something kind of like, oh, crap, and then we'll go one, two, and then the last two or three will be like, Whew. Yeah, I can imagine that. I think we're going to get... A cleanup of Alexandria. We're going to get the start of Deanna's plans. And then I think they're going to start sprinkling in the, this Nagin situation. Yeah. Um, I don't think we actually meet Negan or Nagin, whatever you want to call it, until right towards the end. No, I'm not even saying we will meet him. But I think we'll, they're going to start sprinkling in some more of his... Yeah, whatever. well, we're going to meet his saviors, Crew. which is his banditos, his great, you know, whatever. Um, I really, really feel like we're going to we're gonna see him. We're going to see Jeffrey D. Morgan before the season's over. If anything, it'll be for maybe the last episode or two. And if you're a comic book reader, you kind of know, like, there's some things that go on that 
would be a good way to kind of make the season go, holy crap, what's coming next, you know? And I'm not going to divulge that, but um, I, I feel like that kind of stuff is going to happen at, at the end of the season. And it's going to be like one of those holy, you know, I cannot believe I just saw this on television, blah, blah, blah. You know, how is this going to roll for next season? You know, that kind of stuff. So I really feel like we're going to get the whole Negan thing in the last two, maybe even last three episodes. Well, I hope they're smart about it. I hope they, like I said, they just, like they did at the end of last season, you just caught a little pinch of it. And then you really only got a pinch because they were blown to smithereens. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you that I really feel like within the next two or three episodes, we're going to meet some more saviors from Negan's clan. And then we're going to have some things that happen between these groups and this dynamic. And then we're going to have the explosive end at the end of the season. And that's going to lead into the next one. That's how I feel like it. And I think the timing's right. You know, that's there's plenty of time for that. Just as soon as you realize you're powerful and you can handle things, you meet a new adversarial group that's going to challenge it. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I've got. Guys, if y'all got anything y'all can think of or y'all thought we were totally off base or 100% on base, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Email us, Facebook us, Twitter. We're at BleedTV Podcast um, as well as BleedTVPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check our Facebook page. We love all that stuff. And if you got a few minutes, you enjoyed what you listened to, uh, subscribe to us. Um, you know, if you got a minute to give us a positive review on iTunes, something like that, that's huge for us. We really, really appreciate it. We try to give you shout-outs when we get those. And... Uh, it just means we get that much more fan base and try to expand our show. But other than that, guys, uh, I think we've done enough talking for tonight and looking forward to next week. But uh, So this is Zach from Bleed TV, and we're going to call tonight. Yeah.